my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do I'm not quiet. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. <laughs> okay, here we go. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark, the only podcast with the courage to sail the high seas towards any horizon to challenge Zach Bagans and his boys to a ghost off. I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. That was great. That was very good. I was wondering what Thank you were going to do with this one. <laughs> Well, you know, I think uh, this episode. Speaking of that, am I am I alone in this relationship of "Come Fight Me in the Dark" of us two pink podcast boys? Am I alone in feeling like this was an insane fever dream, and both the best and also the worst episode of all time? Oh man, it is a beautiful <laughs> failure. It's spectacular. It's such a beautiful failure, and all the the clues that would suggest it would be come out and so fast, one after another. You you get an idea that this is not gonna go well, and it doesn't. I, I okay. So we're gonna get into it. <laughs> We're going to talk about Ghost Adventures Season 3, Episode 6, The Execution Rocks Lighthouse. We're in Western Long Island Sound, New York, to investigate a lighthouse whose name was derived from the dark brutality that once took place here. This is Execution Rocks Lighthouse. Those are some mean rocks. Yeah. What the hell is that all about? We're on an island. You can't even grow grass here. That makes me more excited. Couple of freaking Vegas boys out here. This is Mercury. Hang on a second. What does it say? Mercury. Mercury. If we don't put a helmet on him, and if we don't rubber band napkins to his fingertips, he hurts himself. I have a face mask for him he can wear downstairs. Yes. I gotta get this out. We can't leave him alone. We can't leave him alone anymore, Nick. No. He needs a handler. He's in trouble. I'm gonna throw him off this damn island. This episode opens up in the most insane way. <laughs> I have... And I, okay, I've watched so like five seasons of Ghost Adventures. I there has not been an episode before or after this that has what can only be described as '80s B movie pirate adventure music. Oh my dude, <laughs> the the sound editing in this episode, I it, it feels like a joke. Like somebody was just like, dude. Like, let's just fucking pull the veil. Let's just ruin the whole thing. It, yeah. Yes. And exactly. I think it it sh- it goes to show how desperate Zach was because he edits these. We know that. Yeah. He edits these, yeah. which which adds such a delicious, delicious, you know, cherry on top. So it it just goes to show how he was flailing, flailing in the editor's chair trying to get this episode to work. I'm freaked out. I've never freaked out like this, ever. 
I don't know if I, I don't know. Every decision is the wrong one, though. Like, <laughs> if, there's, if there's one thing that Ghost Adventures has going for it, I think more than any other show, it is, it is very good at being on theme for Ghost Adventures. They have a tone... They have an aesthetic. They always stick to their tone and aesthetic. And yet suddenly, for this episode, they've got the fucking soundtrack from Space Mutiny <laughs> to open it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to look into it. So the person who does their music, his name is Michael uh Moricade. And Eric, I listened to his catalog. All he does is the spooky music for Ghost Adventures. Ooh, what a dream job. But there's nothing to indicate that he made this Casio-ass fucking Sierra game adventure music. His, his experimental synth album? <laughs> this is my call. I think Zack wanted pirate adventure music because they're on the water. And Michael was like dude no and zach yelled at him he's like we need pirate music we are at sea clap 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 <laughs> and and then this fucking guy went to the like public domain and got the first free oh. adventure song he could get <laughs> from 1980 you think you think he didn't produce this music himself <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh Wow, man, this is it. There's not even p -p 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 pirate ghosts in this. <laughs> it is so it is so off theme. The history of this place is metal. Excellent. Oh my god. It opens up on this island which is the size of a large garage. Yeah. It is small. This, this might be the smallest location they've shot in. This is smaller than Mr. Humphrey's house. Yeah. This is like there's yeah. like Two rooms in this fucking place. And it used to be used as a place to execute people. And one of the most fucked up executions uh, practices that I've ever heard of, of chaining people to rocks at low tide so they can just watch the tide come in over 12 hours. Oh, yeah. And that is a very, very effed up way to go. To slowly drown as the tide comes up. There were stories they'd hear them yelling from shore. The person who gives us that story, Andrea Watson, the nautical historian, who is one of my favorite people in this episode. Straight up, that's Charlie's mom, right? <laughs> that's fucking Lynn Marie Stewart. That's, that's Miss Yvonne. Why was it named Execution Rock's Lighthouse? If you go way back in British charts in pre-revolutionary war time, this was called Executioner's Rock. Jesus, goddamn Christ, Mom. If you know that, just say that. If you just know the part about the murder, just say the murder part! Oh my God! But she has more confidence <laughs> because in, in, a, in a series where we have established very clearly that Zach constantly is framing shots so that he is able to be taller and loom over people fucking andrea shows up and i can't i would love to have been behind the scenes of watching aaron trying to set up the shot as as they're like subtly just 
climbing up on higher and higher rocks <laughs> until Andrea is looming over him. So it kind of looks like <laughs> it looks like Zach is that short muscle man in that meme. You know oh yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, looking up <laughs> looking up at the lady. Yeah, looking up <laughs> at the lady. Andrea is like stroking Zach off. Like Zach is getting hard to listen to this story. So hard. And he he gets he dude, the look of disappointment on his face. <laughs> So he, he, he asks her the million dollar question of like, so you think there's some ghosts here? You, you believe in the paranormal? And she's like, ow, I don't know. But we're here because we think history repeats itself in the form of paranormal. Do you believe in such? I think that there could be. I'm not quite sure, but after doing some research, there's not anything to say definitively for or against the paranormal. Everything you say to me It's like the same answer he gets from all the like people who historians, you know, where they're like mm. Except for Richard Senate, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Senate, no, Senate is a fucking uh, a, a lich king. He is a fucking an old <laughs> wizard. Yes. Zach gets disappointed by her lack of commitment to the concept of ghosts. And he gets disappointed again as she's telling this story about how people used to die. And then she just ends it as he's about to go off on his like, oh, you've just concocted this dark tale. And she's just like, yeah, that's pretty crummy, right? Like just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks the energy out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, no, you know, that's life or death. I don't know. Dude. Run, dude. What? I don't know why. I'm going to cut you off there with a fashion report. Oh, yes. Please do. Give me the thermometer real quick. Dude. Look at me, dude. Wow. Wow. Look at my body. Whoa. Check this out, man. Dude. You look weird, bro. We can't get too far past the aggressive-ass intro to this episode without talking a little bit about what our Zacky boy has decided to wear. Yes. This is the beginning of the hat phase. <laughs> so normally it seems like the image on his shirt is the power. It's like the incantation. Yeah. Something that like that has the, the, the stats. Yeah. The power of the of the clothes, but I think the threads were were what what did it for this. Clearly, a a, a garment stitched together of many powerful magic items. <laughs> Some gorgeous string, bright white <laughs> string stitching all, all the way around it. Get those nerds, nerd, nerd! And he's got a metal militia hat. Have you heard of Metal Militia? We've seen that he wears the Metal Militia hats. I, div I have not actually looked into them. It's a dirt bike oh, no. clothing brand. Oh, good. But it's problematic as fuck because their, their emblem is a Nazi skull in a fucking World War II helmet. They use the SS Lightning, too. Yo, who do? Oh, fuck, they do. Yeah. It, it, the, the internet's rife with people being like, is this a racist company and they're like no we're not it's just cool which is just mm, right on brand for for zach no i'm not 
It's just cool. I don't. I am not racist. I'm just scared of East LA for <laughs> other reasons. It's funny that you mentioned the uh, the Metal Militia as a dirt bike brand because the fact that Zach Bagans would wear anything that suggests that he has any affinity for the outside world or nature is pretty funny especially because of what happens later in this episode yeah i don't think zach bagans is a dirt biker or backcountry atv boy by any means i'm sure that he just like a chubby seventh grade joel kleinberger just really liked the way that skateboard shoes looked yeah it's like when i got a fucking chain wallet when I was wearing exclusively <laughs> sweatpants. Oh, <laughs> that's a powerful combination. And I put and I, I only wore sweatpants, and I got a chain wallet, and so I put the chain up on the waistband because I thought it looked cool, and then not realizing that like it's an anti-theft thing. So if someone yeah. had stolen my wallet, they would have pantsed me at the same time. <laughs> instantly. Fucking instantly. such an idiot. I was such an idiot. <laughs> no underwear. No fuck. Where were my priorities? My priorities are out the fucking window. I'm just picturing like a 12 year old Eric Hoofnagel walking down the street with your fucking chain wallet tucked into your sweatpants. With my Birkenstocks? Your Birkenstocks? Dude, straight up. No socks, Birkenstocks. No underwear. Someone pulls the chain wallet down, <laughs> pulls your pants down. You flop forward, Fall to the ass ground. in the air. No! No! <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate that Zach wore such a powerful garment because... Maybe if he wasn't so stitched together with magical energy, they could have gotten anything interesting. Mm. But we'll get there. Yeah. You mentioned Zach's issues with historians. Mm. And I think it's really telling that the mood in this episode, why it feels kind of like bland and boring, is because they are the first paranormal team to ever come to this island to do an investigation. And they, I, I don't think they'll ever, they're ever going to make that mistake again. What's wrong with the place if no one else has ever gone? <laughs> I love, I love defiling a virgin. I would be happy if they are never the first into a paranormal place in the future so that we could avoid them ever looking at each other and being like oh i love de-virginizing oh, a location god that was yeah yes i hope zach never has a chance to ever say that again i love de-virginizing a haunted location don't you it's always fun <laughs> and what's going on here seems pretty pervy doesn't it I don't know if it's like 2022 logic, but two grown men looking at each other with like passionate excitement and then muttering how much they will like divergenizing anything is a bit off-putting. Oh my god. Oh, he 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 gives this he gives the most psycho handsome face at the <laughs> camera right after that too, which is just got to love him. Got to love him. Can't stay mad at you, Zach. Although, there's plenty in this episode to get furious oh, at Zach I, about. Can I, can I tell you one of the first times I got really mad at Zach in this episode? Please do. When Andrea is telling him about the drownings, how they would strap the men to the rocks, 
cool, scary-ass concept. Zach ruins it immediately with his editing with the worst <laughs> sound effects of someone drowning. <laughs> it just cuts yeah. to the water and, like, the sound... I, th I think he just recorded himself gargling. Yeah! Because it just shows the water and it's like... <laughs> it, is, it is definitely, like, Aaron or Zach just, like, gargling into their vitamin water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's fucking sick, dude. That's sick. We're gonna put it in. And witches and warlocks playing the home game four minutes and six seconds in is the spooky reenactment they are doing of someone chained to the rocks, oh, which yeah. is like an okay shot, and then it's just ruined by like. <laughs> 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 it sounds like a putty. Oh, it sounds like a background putty so in, in funny. Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> British soldiers would chain colonists to the rocks at low tide, and as the tide came in, they would drown. <laughs> that leads me to another question, Eric. Mm. A conspiracy in this episode. Oh, really? They're showing the reenactment, and they actually like have someone tied to the rocks in the water. Yeah. And Eric, who the fuck is this person? Because it's not Nick, Zach, or Aaron. Well, I mean, they have reenactments in, in a lot of episodes, and it's somebody else. So that's the thing. The whole premise of Ghost Adventures, it's no big camera crews following <gasps> us around. Oh, do you think... They hired a, a naked boy to do this <laughs> to do this reenactment, and then they were like, "Okay, now you have to be the ghost." <laughs> yeah, I I I want to see the job posting that they put up for some like fucking local actor or some poor intern. <laughs> can can you look like a pirate? Well, nude. They also made the same poor intern when they're talking about uh, the next bit of the haunting, the serial killer, Carl Panzram. For the reenactment, they definitely tossed that intern over the fucking side of a boat. Please be here. I don't want to swim to shore. I'm afraid of sharks, man. Let's, let's also get a little into that because um, they're like, well, it's definitely haunted too because the serial killer, Carl Panzram, used to throw all his victims' bodies off his boat fairly near this island. Yeah. And creepy, but, like, also, I don't know how much evidence there is behind that. Oh. Well, I looked into it. Really? Okay, tell me. Oh, do you want to talk about Carl Panzram? I mean, we could talk about Carl Panzram. <laughs> it's, it's a gnarly story. What a sick... I know, right? It's most non, non heinous. Zach is like, he was a heinous and violent madman. You know, <laughs> like really, like talking up how fucking crazy he is. And, yeah. And 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 they quote a, one of his his autobiography where Carl claimed to have killed twenty one men and uh, sodomized over a thousand mm -hmm. people. And he had no regrets for it. It's a pretty bad rap sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Serial murderer and rapist. He's got a, a very tragic backstory. He was He's one of these kids, like turn of the century kids, where he came from a really abusive household. So he fucking like ran away from home. And then he ended up in reformatory schools, like we talked about in season oh, two. Right, yeah. Where he was 
raped multiple times by the staff and by other kids there. And then he ran away from those schools and then was like a hobo and then got more raped. And then he tried to join the army. He got arrested. I can't remember exactly why, but Taft, because he was an enlisted man, uh, uh, President Taft actually signed off on him going to federal prison at Leavenworth. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. At the age of like 17, because he was in there for two years. So a 17-year-old in hard labor federal prison with some of the worst criminals in America at that time. Man. So he did not have a great time. Serial killer boot camp. It's your first few years. He he said that going into Leavenworth was what uh, killed the last bit of good in him. And he described himself as becoming a personification of rage. And, like, he burned down the reformatory school where he ran away from. That's pretty sick. Were there children inside, though? (laughs) Maybe. So this is, like, the thing. He's he's a fucking... He is, like, a legit monster, and he is also a monster that is created by the fabric of society. That's a good story. That's a good story. Because if he's he's just a monster, it's kind of, like, boring. There's got to be an origin tale. Andrea says that he accidentally robbed Taft's house, but like in his autobiography, Carl's like, nah, dog, I fucking blame him for everything, which is why I robbed that bastard and started killing my victims with his gun because that's what got me off. Man. This is where I I get like so confused about spiritual hauntings. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like what, why would his, he, his like, if his spirit is attached anywhere energy-wise, it's going to be, like, at that reformatory school. Well, yeah, you follow the logic of that, that Zach has created throughout this show. And it's like, well, I don't know, what killed him? If it was a Remington fucking bullet, he must be at the arms factory. Yeah. If his, like, origin tale is because he went to this prison or this reformatory school, like, maybe it's there. But it's not going to be where he threw his his bodies, is it? No. No, no. That's where they're no. going to be. He also sailed around the world, Eric. Like, he was, like, Good doing crazy Lord. shit in, like, South Africa at some point. He was in Mexico. Like, it's nuts. So, the Execution Rock's lighthouse had, a, I would say, a, a pretty small impact on his story but still zach is like hyper focused and andrea tries to be like oh hey you know i I hope you don't run into him and then zach oh oh, he's like yeah you shut your fucking mouth andrea you shut your (laughs) fucking stupid mouth i hope he is here because i'm the cream of the crop oh yeah (laughs) yeah. right to the top oh yeah (laughs) Carl Panzram, if you could hear me, me and you at Execution Rock's Lighthouse, only one of us can survive. It makes so difference, makes all the difference in the world. Who knows? I turn around, you don't know. Oh yeah, the beat goes on, Carl. The beat goes on. I look over and there's, there's Mike, there's Aaron, he's right there on the side looking at me, telling me what I need to do. And Aaron's got the fucking ultimate warrior face paint and he's just like, Pan's room. I will fly the plane of ghost adventures into the execution rock lighthouse. <laughs> Nick, Nick has to be like the pallbearer or something. 
<laughs> he's just, he's just. <laughs> they found like, they found like a relic of Carl Pan's ram. He's just stroking it like. <laughs> so, oh, that's perfect. That's that's just for us. I'm a chameleon, yeah. Chameleon? Uh, yeah. I'm talking about the beat goes on, yeah, and the beat goes on, yeah, and the beat goes on. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, put a little put a little uh, little a little palate cleanser on after that chat about one of the worst people in history. Yeah. Can we talk about Zach doing uh, anti ASMR? As he tries to do the <laughs> POV of someone dying. <laughs> okay, so he, yes. he walks up to the edge of the water. First, he almost swallows the camera. He gets the camera right in his face, and he's yeah. and he's like all sweaty. If there was smell a vision at that moment, you would be able to fucking smell what he had for lunch oh my God. two days ago. Oh, you would, and a lot of ass. <laughs> so he he moves the camera down to the waters surface and then he has i think he puts the lavalier mic in his mouth because yeah, suddenly just... the 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 like the volume is astronomical and like it's just <laughs> it's so funny you would look out at the horizon just knowing that that water level is gonna rise jesus what? And speaking of good palate cleansing, uh, we have to talk about the only other witnesses. And I want to start with my favorite addition <laughs> in a long time. Oh, He's only there for a couple sentences, oh. but Hector Barsali, <laughs> yeah. the lighthouse keeper from 1961 to 1962, and I am almost sure guy who was in witness protection from the mafia <laughs> in a fever dream of an episode hector is just a beautiful hallucination and he's got like that full east coast mafia fucking energy going into it where he's like i never heard no ghost i never saw nothing but that son of a bitch was here yeah i know it <laughs> yes that's so good he just knew someone was there he knew what it was like being watched being under surveillance <laughs> they're always watching kid you have any idea how small they can make microphones and cameras these days they're in everything what is this going out on the television it's okay tommy two fingers is dead he can't come after me anymore unless you boys are right he's gonna come after me in the afterlife <laughs> his only fucking story is that he, he's just like, you know, sometimes you'd come up late at night, three in the morning, and I would smell a sweet aroma of flowers. <laughs> What's, what the hell's up with that? You can't even grow flowers out here. It's a freaking rock. Like, <laughs> you can't even grow grass out there. Ah, fucking, what the fuck am I? Just that interaction just made me so happy. <laughs> oh, I know, and I was so sad to see him go. I wanted more. I wanted more of him. Yeah, and way less of the next guy, Dave Hall, <sighs> who had the... We, yeah, big fucking sigh from Dave Hall. Yeah. In contrast with Hector and his beautiful ex-mafia bravado, <laughs> Dave Hall is some fucking dad who worked there from 1978 
to, to 1979. He mentioned that often at night, you know, you would just sit and watch television and on on a couch. And then mm-hmm. sometimes he would feel a pressure on his chest and he wouldn't be able to get up. <laughs> um, let me tell you, as a fat mm-hmm. man who also likes to watch television sitting on a couch, I know exactly yeah. how hard it is to stand up. <laughs> I don't blame any ghosts, though. Yeah, he's covered in, like, fucking Cheeto dust. Oh. There's, like, three discarded beer cans next to him. He's just like... <laughs> I can't get up. I know you're heavy, so it might take a couple spirits to pick you up, okay? Now, Eric, did you did you notice the subtle bit of uh, Zach bullshit here? What? what wait, what, what happened? So, uh, you know, we, we have a show where every single time... A female describes any sort of physical interaction with a ghost. Zach immediately demands that they do it to him. Yeah. So it strikes it strikes me as a bit odd that this gentleman is talking about feeling pressure on his chest, yeah. and Zach is noticeably far away yeah. and standing a And he's like, hmm, yeah, sure. If that was a beautiful lighthouse keeper woman who was talking about a pressure on her chest. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Why don't you like men? They 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 keep reiterating that like there was a, a new rule put in place for lighthouse keepers because of how yeah. haunted this location was because normally mm. a lighthouse keeper has like a, a like a season or whatever. One year. Yeah, yeah, you don't fucking quit. Um but this one, they had to make a new rule because people wanted to quit real bad. And so if you got too scared, you could leave because it was so haunted. Mm-hmm. 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 Maybe it's because I'm tired of smelling flowers when nothing can fucking grow, okay? I'm, I'm losing my mind. Ah, what I do for a bit of gabagool, eh? <laughs> Hey, I'd pull a full-on pans ram for some fucking gabagool. I tell you what, <laughs> you put a fucking you put a gabagool up another man's ass. I tell you what, I'm gonna go in there. I'm going full pans ram up in there. <laughs> I pans ram my whole body in there. You know what I mean? Dude, no, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't, dude. Do when they're talking about the the chest pressure ghosts. They yep. preemptively offer up Aaron as sacrifice. Yes, they do. Uh, as they do, as they are one to do. He looks dejectedly as they suggest that perhaps he should stay in that room by himself. And he's like, I should never open my damn mouth. It always gets me into trouble. <laughs> and he decides instead to not open his damn eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it brings us to the... You know, Eric, every fucking episode of this show, I always think it can't get worse for Aaron Goodwin. And every episode, I'm wrong. I am so wrong. Aaron trying Aaron to film trying to became film. a sight for sore eyes. You fumble with your eyes. Dude, I can't open my eyes. It's like burning my eyes. That was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't open my eyes. I can only do this. Like a facial seizure. Why are you doing this? Tell us why. Because I got sunscreen in my eye. See, if we don't, if we don't, if we don't, we put a helmet on. 
And if we don't, if we rubber band happens to his fingertips, he hurts himself. I have a face mask for him. He can wear it downstairs. Yes. We can't leave him alone. We can't leave him alone anymore, man. He needs a handler. Like you'd think at the, this pace of bullying, they would have fucking drawn and quartered him by the time they'd reached like season twenty or whatever they're on. Yeah, or Aaron would have just left yeah. and lived to be happy somewhere with people that care about him. We've got the fucking fat shaming, <laughs> the taming of the taming of Goodwin, <laughs> the fucking glove slap. Just in the last episode, oh. I think that we've hit the rock bottom, and nope. then Aaron, Aaron happens to get sunscreen in his eyes, and it's just this is the cruelest session of Aaron berating that I've ever seen. What happened was Zach got scared because Aaron was like closing his eyes and holding his eyes shut. So Zach is like, oh no, what, oh, what's happening? And because he found out that he was scared of something dumb, he got mad. Mm-hmm. That's what insecure dudes do. You heard that right? I heard that. It was right behind your shoulder, dude. Shut up, man. Well, don't move. Don't move. You're safe. It's a brick wall. No, I know it's safe. It's fine. I'm not scared. Nick joins in. And so does the dude. And Aaron is in pain. Like, yeah. I've been where he's been. I've sweated <laughs> sunscreen into my eyes. Aaron is sad. He is trying to do his job. The, this asshole who owns the lighthouse, goddamn Craig Morrison, is like, yeah. he needs a handler. Oh, Aaron's man. energy is pretty off the rest of the night, and I think we know why. Because that was just mean. It was just <laughs> yeah. pure mean. Yeah. I think that was a wrong thing for them to done. And it's just in time for the worst omen of the episode. <laughs> Because Zach mm-hmm. goes, and, you know, before our lockdown, we decided to have a little fun. <laughs> that, that was the moment. That was the moment where I was like, we're not going to get any ev- evidence in this episode, are we? Yeah. We're done. Yeah, this is a straight oh, they up needed to. They need a skit. They need a fucking skit. We're done. Going back to the uh, Zach Bagans wearing outdoor wear for <laughs> dirt bike stuff, Zach decides to try and fish, and boy... He is not good at fishing. Uh, He catches a fish, Joel. Eric, he breaks the fucking fishing pole first, and he has to have his beta. After after razzing Aaron, after making his beta cry, Zach immediately (laughs) breaks the fishing rod because he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. And the only one of these three (coughs) that has any classic masculine qualities... Like the ability to fix things has to repair this dude's fishing rod so that Zach could cast it out. What casino do you fucking fish at in Vegas? Yeah. They're dry boys, not fly boys. Zach does catch a fish. Uh, I do wonder if that mystery intern that they keep throwing in the water had to swim out and like hook something on the fucking. He's still naked with ropes He's on him. Oh, oh, okay, okay, Mr. Baggins. Okay. <laughs> and then Zach reels in a good sized fish. And then we sh- really see the dynamics at play. Oh, yeah. In their relationships. Mm-hmm. All Aaron fucking did was get sunscreen in his eyes. That's not his fault. It's hot. He's carrying lights and shit. 
sunscreen's gonna get in his eyes. Nick fucks up, doesn't know how to pull in a fish, and the fucking line breaks. And all he gets is a light razzing. It broke the whole thing! You just got f***ed up our dinner! Not cool. Zach didn't grab Nick by the fucking neck and, like, force him into Aaron's camera. <laughs> you stupid piece of shit. You're the fish now. You're the fish. The cruelty that Aaron receives in comparison with every other boy is ridiculous. Yeah. It is so ridiculous. He's the bottom bitch. He's the beta. I mean, it just it just proves our uh, our point further. Well, you know what? This brings us to the one last thing they do before lockdown. The the saddest barbecue <laughs> the boys could ever have pulled off to the worst music they could have possibly chosen. What the fuck was that? What? Why? <laughs> I'm so confused. Like, they have an established theme. What's with this weird ass, like, gonna get on the beard, beard, like I think that they were trying to, like, make it, they were trying to go with a different feeling in this, this part where they're like, look, we have fun. We're just normal guys. You know, we like to fish. We like to hang out. We have burgers. We have, uh, we have some burgers. We have some fun. I, Zach Bagans, know how to work a grill. I've done it at least a time. <laughs> They set up the camera for them to all like be around the fire and Aaron's <laughs> nowhere to be seen. Nick is sort of just like wandering aimlessly around behind Zach and Zach's just sitting in front of this tiny little barbecue <laughs> with this like disappointed dad look like, well, this vacation was supposed to be fun. So no one wants to be near him as he's with <laughs> this tiny little oh, thing uh. listening to like <laughs> the most generic oh. we're having a barbecue rock anthem that they could possibly find and speaking of uh generic and horrible and boring let's Talk get in to the lockdown <laughs> this is how ghost adventures crew gets locked down i can't wait to get locked in here i'm just pumped you guys pumped yeah. let's go get this started i'm nervous no! zach you know yells uh, at craig like please come back at dawn because i don't want to swim back i'm afraid of sharks which is great eric yeah. We now know for sure that our challenge issued back at the Magnolia Plantation episode where we combined all of his fears. We just happened to involve a shark and we were we were prophetic oh, in that moment. We did. That's right, Zach. We know, we know, we know what gets you. It's nature. <laughs> no, straight up, it's all the the beast and fowl, all the, all the things that are that are like that are whispered to from the winds of the of the of the witches that live in some deep forest who are after Zach. The allies of the elemental gnomes and the <laughs> hobbits of space and time. Yeah. I call upon the elements of the earth and the elemental gnomes. Please watch over our magical right tonight. Go, 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 go. And Zach starts it off with another affront to nature. 
and an affront to fucking science by pulling out the goddamn word gun and he announces oh. it. For, that's the first thing they fucking do. And you know it's yep. not going to be a good episode when that's the first thing they pull out. That's their hail that's their hail mary. That's their fucking when nothing else is working. They pull out the fucking word gun. So he starts with it and he calls it he goes one of our most accurate pieces of scientific equipment. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. A spooky speaking spell. <laughs> spooky speaking spell. <laughs> Magic everywhere in this bitch. And uh, they get a couple random ass words to get camera. And remote. Okay, Eric, what kind of ghosts are here? They're dead pirates. They're fucking drowned pirates. And people that Carl Panzram killed. They're not going to know what a fucking camera is. They're not, And they're not going to know remote, that's for sure. Zach tries to play that off where he's like, uh, you mean, um... A remote island? Very well done, Zach. This notion that Zachy B and his boys are actually a very committed improv troupe <laughs> is getting up, is, is getting more credence because he's pretty fast on his feet for that one. Guys, it's an open mic. This is our fort, not Joe's. It's my Spanish comedy. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just can I just make fun of Zach really quick? Yes. On this show, Eric um, Hoofnagel? No. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think we don't do that. We don't do that on this podcast very We're gonna often. make an exception for you, Eric. Right now, we can be negative towards Zach. I'm gonna take some like some low shots at Zach really quick. Um because he uh at one point he pronounces the word situation as situation <laughs> and then he says unable as oneable um, <laughs> so just some quick shots at zach there fuck you zach it's a perfect time to take those quick shots because the next thing that happens oh my god i love this the moment of the show that makes me think that they are andy kaufman level geniuses and this is a group improv experiment the fucking speaking spell says Mercury. 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 Say it with me, Joel. Mercury. Say it with me, Joel. Mercury. 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 <laughs> Mercury. Mercury. I actually had to look it up online because I felt fucking gaslighted by everyone <laughs> not being able to say the fucking word Mercury. I had to look it up online and be like, wait, is that how you say it? And of, of course, Google's like, Mercury. The speaking spell says Mercury, too. It didn't go Mercury. It said Mercury. <laughs> so first, Aaron Aaron goes, uh, it says Mercury. Mercury. <laughs> and then Zach's like, Mercury? Zach's response is the closest anybody in this episode gets to saying the word Mercury right. Yeah, the first time. Mercury. And then he goes off the fucking rails. Mercury. He's saying it as though there's five fucking Y's in the goddamn word. <laughs> Air, Aaron's Aaron's dropping letters. Just Mercury. 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 Hang on a second. What does it say? Mercury. They go down the craziest rabbit hole I have ever seen. Oh, dude, it's oh, it's so good. So so first the speaking spell says uh, drink. And then soon after it says Mercury. And they're like, oh my God, someone drank 
Mercury. There, thus begins them fucking, like, s- they stretch the premise so wide, Eric. It is, it is stretched to the max as they, these super sleuths are stretching the premise so thin that Bilbo Baggins would describe it as butter <laughs> scraped over too much bread. Too little butter. <laughs> they they are all yes anding into this story as they're sleuthing out a, a a a suicide yes from a former lighthouse keeper guys we might be solving an undisclosed death or a suicide here well, let me ask you this usually how do you die mercury drink you drink it and that thing said drink mercury from the evidence that we were able to gather I think a lighthouse keeper or somebody drank the mercury from the old light bulbs or whatever, killed himself, or mercury somehow dripped into the water system and killed him. Shaggy, Scoop, Zoinks! Let's see old man Humphreys really is. They find where the water was stored, and they have a grate over it, and so they're like, hey, check this out. Let's take our EVP recorder and put it on a string and just lower it down into there. Which, according to Zach's um, own beliefs on water and hauntings, you're probably you're going to get more ghost voices from the old water reservoir. Again, based on the moist haunting theory of ghosts from Zach Bagans, mm-hmm. the ocean should be the most haunted thing in the universe. If there's any episode that shows that the wet haunting theory doesn't hold water it's this one they're on almost no land in the middle of the ocean and they're getting nothing except for the pleasure of doing improv games with each other Mm, i do believe that the theory well the hypothesis (laughs) let's uh let's not get too crazy with this but the hypothesis goes (laughs) that it's standing water that helps spirits but rushing water or moving water is something that ghosts can't cross uh, right okay. okay so that's why the ghosts right. can't get off islands and they and they can't cross right. rivers and that's why they got to keep All using right. you know remember we learned about this in the the yeah the fucking, yeah the, the italy um, yep, yep, yep. Don't don't at me, witches and warlocks. It's hard to keep all this bullshit together. <laughs> is the water good for hauntings or is it bad for hauntings? I don't know. It's in the same way that water is essential to life, but you can still drown in it. <sighs> we are about fucking ready to go to shore from this episode because the rest of the goddamn night is a bust. Well, okay, so so... They try some shit. Zach tries to call out Carl Panzram. Yeah. <laughs> he insults Carl Panzram's face. He says, "Oh, your your face is gonna break my yeah, camera." He, he pulls out the Andre the Giant uh, taunting Hulk Hogan <laughs> quote. He's like, "He's a big ugly goon that I want to squash his face." <laughs> and then his camera breaks. If you're that serial killer, I bet you're gonna probably break my camera because your face is probably too damn ugly. Wait, why is it not working? It's not working. Didn't I just say, is he gonna break my camera? Zach and Nick pull out their stupid fucking 
intense night vision one-shotters, which I am still convinced that the reason why they use these is because it's creepy. It looks creepy. Yeah. The pictures look creepy. And we know that's why they like them, because once they take them outside, Aaron's like, oh my god, dude, it lights up the whole thing. It looks so cool. Yeah, it looks cool. But, like, also, just use a fucking camera. Like, you have have video cameras. But, Eric, those video cameras don't show the moon phase. (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. Every time they say that, they're like, it records the temperature and the date and the phase of the moon. Now, I don't know if we've actually crossed this bridge, but what the fuck does the moon have to do with ghosts? Uh... Um... I can attest that there are no ghosts on the moon we haven't sent any astronauts to die up there uh here we go i got it the moon interacts with water causes the tides and if water is linked with hauntings then the moon brings out spirits as well by moving water eric oh you got well mm-hmm. so see no 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 here gotcha. here here, here. Gotcha. no 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 the ghosts have to get out of the water when the water starts moving so you're saying that the moon stirs up the paranormal activity yeah yeah cuz the moon cuz when the water starts moving that's when ghosts can't be in it so where the fuck are they going to go <laughs> we're getting hector in here it's it's fucking Hector's ghost theory. It's like, well, yeah, no, of course, wet hauntings make sense. The fucking moon moves the water. Ghosts gotta get out of the water, making the smell smell good. That's why at three a.m. I smelled that shit, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's no flowers here. Wet hauntings, no duh. That's obviously what's happening. <laughs> and I don't wanna talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. The last fun they really get out the, in there is they get outside. Aaron is very excited about how cool the pictures look. Mm. And then Zach instructs Nick to go out there and be wild. Which he retracts immediately after because Zach is concerned about walking around on these fucking jagged rocks in the middle of the darkness. Zach is going on about how dangerous it is, and then Nick flexes. And this is this is why Nick doesn't get shit like Aaron. Because Nick's middle name, Eric, is monkey Danger. Boy. Oh. <laughs> I was pretty sure it was Monkey Boy. <laughs> Nick, Monkey Danger Boy, Groff. Black Death! Yeah, Black Death. I'm possessed by the monkey boy. The danger is my middle name. I'm gonna... <laughs> Never mind. I'm too uh, drunk. Pretty good. This is pretty good. That's good enough. That was good enough. Damn motherfuckers want to spin a fight? Slit your neck. Yank those vocal cords out. Rearrange them like a phone. Get wrapped and hand it back to you like glue. Who's sticking who? From the suit you've been spewing up. Who's going who? It's like a clues when I come through. Contagious of the Black Death. Nick and Zach have this weird one-upsman man relationship 
where Nick is like, Danger's my middle name. And then Zach's like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go out to the rocks because I'm going to slip on them. They're just out on the rocks. They slip around. They think they hear crying. And then Aaron does an impersonation of crying, which was probably like a small emotional release for him. Aaron and Zach. Aaron and Zach start making fun of the crying. Yeah, we heard her crying like they were a little bitch. Oh, I got executed by drowning. Oh. Sounded like somebody crying like they had fucking sunscreen in their eyes like stupid bitch right right zach uh, uh, right i was sodomized and murdered and thrown over uh. <laughs> carl pansram fucking killed me and ate my ass <laughs> it sounded like this it sounded like someone going <laughs> come and get me ghost look at him slit my wrist just like you did <laughs> Remember, I am not doing this because I have disrespect. And then, Eric, this episode sends us off in the perfect way to end this nightmare fever dream of a Ghost Adventures episode with, like, 90s electro pop. Oh, my dude. It's also great, too, because one of the last things that Zach says, I can't remember the direct quote, but he doesn't understand the word ironic. Oh, of course not. He basically wants to say coincidence, mm -hmm. just like the fucking Alanis Morissette song. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, this is the lowest tide. So this is when they would chain these condemned prisoners up to the rocks. And what's very ironic... Is this is when we just heard that weird whimpering crying. It's like rain. But yeah, yeah, the music, the fucking sounds, the editing, I don't understand what the fuck was going on in the editing room. This this episode sticks out as the only episode that's ever been like this. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know, I mean, at least we have a nice we have a low. I, I'm not complaining. I I will I love this episode. Like rating wise, as far as evidence, it's as fucking zero out of ten. Yeah. As far as watchability for people like us who moronically obsess over this show, it is a fucking 10 out of 10 yeah i yeah. loved it yeah. so hard yeah again i'm gonna i'm gonna stress that like the fact that this episode exists and flops this fucking hard is evidence to back the gack yeah this this backs the gack and i'm i'm here for him i am also going to back the gack and i have to throw out one last possibility for the music selection maybe zach handed the editing keys to Aaron for just one episode. Oh, man. That would explain a lot of it. He's like in his basement with his Casio keyboard. He's like, bro, I've got this great pirate theme that I've been working on. It sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like exactly what you would hear in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Wait, what instrument do you have that sounds like pirate music? Uh, Just Casio. Yeah, dude, it's got like a hundred different settings, bro. I can make it sound like anything. You want to hear a dog bark? <laughs> That's right. I can make a dog bark. And and in any key. In any key. Woof, 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 woof. You ever heard a dog bark this loud? 
Listen to the sweet drum beat. The whole time Nick is just getting super inspired. Yeah, it's actually pretty sick. Can you make that dog bark again? Can you make the dog bark, but like to a rhythm and I could just like kind of spit some rhymes? Yeah, yeah. Woof, woof. Like a dog in society. Everything's coming to get me. I got a smell going to hell. Sulfur in my blood. In my fur. Thank you. Fuck! <laughs> 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 oh. Well, oh, shit. I think, I think with that beautiful transition, mm. Eric Hoofnagel, it is time to challenge... Zach Bagans to come fight us in the dark. Come and get us on a fucking tiny island, you little bitch. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I'll be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. This is pretty simple. It's not going to be so much of a fight as it is a psychological endurance. Um, I am going to take Zach as my cohort as we both spend a year manning a lighthouse in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> and it's truly just going to be who breaks oh first. God. This is the movie The Lighthouse with me. I, I got to be Willem Dafoe, yeah. <laughs> I guess, because... Zach's so handsome that he has to be Robert Pattinson. But the age difference, I don't know. Age-wise, I'd be Robert Pattinson, but I can't be Robert Pattinson. Well, I mean, Willem Dafoe, I mean, he's a he's a hot piece of ass. Let's not, Willem Dafoe, since you are obviously a fan. He, mm. Dude, have you ever seen pictures of him when he was young? Yeah, he's fine. Dude, that guy looked like, he looked like fucking Kurt Cobain. He was like, like a hot skater looking boy. And then, and then his skin just became the leatheriest, yeah. <laughs> most I'm gonna crush you like a bug, Spider-Man. Hark, Titan! <laughs> so Zach and I are going to we're we're, we're going to eat together. We're going to sleep together. Uh, we're going to try to entertain ourselves together. Um, and I think. Zach's going to break first. I think that Zach, the reason why Zach is going to break first is because he is going to fall victim to the fucking sirens and mermaids way faster than me. <laughs> yeah. The minute he sees some pale, naked woman out in the water, <laughs> he is gone. <laughs> do it to me! Uh, do it to my body! Eric, did you hear a song coming from the ocean? It's like, yeah, bro, don't. Just don't. Yeah, don't. Like, I don't. believe it was calling to me. I'm gonna go for a swim, and then he just gets eaten by a fucking shark. Just, <laughs> yeah, a shark, a shark with big tits. <laughs> shark with big fat tits. <laughs> That's what he sees in the water. <laughs> Instead of a fin, he sees two two tits just moving in a circle in the water. And it's not even the mystical paranormal being. It's just it's just like the first evolutionary instance of a shark with fucking mammaries. With it's, mammary. It's a male. It's a, it's it's a, a mammalian mammal. mammal shark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like there's a lot of mercury in the water around there. It's producing some some weird mm. fucking like evolutionary developments. Shark with big tits. Mercury. Mercury. There's a lot of mercury. There's yeah. a lot of mercury in there. Mercury. 
You know, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a quick little bonus challenge. Yeah. Just gonna add to this just a little bit. Oh, please do. Um, every night, I wake up and I sneak into Zach's room <laughs> and I sneak a helmet onto his head and napkins onto his fingers. <laughs> and I act like I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> and he's Every just, time he wakes up. <laughs> and he's just like, what? Just like floppy little napkins on his fingers. <laughs> I can't, um, I, where, where did this come from? I don't need this. <laughs> I felt a pressure in the middle of the night at the witching hour, and I awoke to find something gripping my head. It was the helmet again for the fifth time in as many nights. <laughs> I tried to unbuckle the helmet from under my chin, but <laughs> napkins my on my fingers <laughs> prevented me. <laughs> Witches and Warlocks, we do not plan this. If that is, if, if no. you have any illusions that Eric and I talk about this at all before we get on mic, you are wrong. We are not that studious or professional. No. None of us have that much time. No. So it's funny because I really just want to challenge Zach to a game of fucking Scrabble. <laughs> oh my god. Which is the perfect game to force him to play while stuck on an island for a year, slowly losing his mind. Second to maybe Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> but Scrabble, like, Zach, Zach obviously considers himself a wordsmith, but mm. he, does it not, he does not know how to pronounce words. So I don't think he knows how to spell words. I don't think Zach. No. I don't think Zach can read. <laughs> I think, oh my god! I think the most oh, humiliating fuck. thing would just be him sitting there, just day after day, losing at Scrabble, just putting down the three-letter tiles like M E E R K U R Y. I've got three Y's. M E Y me mir me M E Y R U Y R me year cure Y E year cure E Zach situation doesn't have a J in it Zach Zach it's T H E not T H U T H U R Yeah no 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 ver ver no no T H E I R Veer Veer That doesn't make sense as he flips the board for the fucking fourth time in a week and then he walks out into the ocean to get consumed by a shark with big tits. I set the battleground and you threw the spear. <laughs> is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Every time, buddy, we pull it out. We pull it out on this tailspin of an episode of fucking Execution Rock's Lighthouse going down in history as the best worst Ghost Adventures episode so far that we've encountered. Yes, the first paranormal team to ever go there, and the last. 
<laughs> because that place is a dead end. I would love to see if anybody uh, goes again, but I am not going to take the time to uh, fucking check. <laughs> Witches and Warlocks, Eric Hoofnagel. We're getting into a very exciting time for me in this mm. project. Because okay. when we started, Eric, I watched the first three seasons and cut all of them down so I can have clips to work with for fun. Are we heading into uncharted waters? I only got up to Execution Rock's Lighthouse. So I have no idea what's coming up because I haven't watched these episodes in years. So join us next time as we discuss Ghost Adventures Season 3, Episode 7 prospect place and the only thing that i know about it is that zach in the image on the website is holding a lighthouse and he's got a fucking rope around his neck he's holding a lighthouse he's holding a lantern (laughs) (laughs) man go to bed yep Love you, buddy. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> all right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find us at CFMITD on Twitter or on Instagram at Come Fight Me in the Dark. You can also send us an email to Aaron is a bottom biatch at gmail.com. That's A A R O N is a bottom B I A T C H at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. Good night.